Hello. This episode is a weird one. We recorded half of it in May, the other half in June, and that was uh, in the year 2021. Uh, we are now, as we release this episode, in 2022, uh, which tells you that we had other stuff on. Uh, fun stuff, grim stuff, whatever. It's in our previous episode. You should know this by now, guys. Um, so travel back with us to summer 2021. Um, this lost recording is from before. Wembley got all smashed up at the World Cup final. Euros. Euros. I'll correct that for the text of the episode <laughs> description. And long before we realised that Downing Street was hosting Prosecco parties this whole time. Um, there are several moments in our chat with Adam where we talk about, oh, there weren't any parties going on. You know, it was easy to kind of uh, drink less alcohol. Yeah, just, you know... Um, Give yourself a sweetie or something every time uh, we mention something that's now hilarious, ironic, ding, all ding, the rest ding. of it. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and just a content warning, there is a lot of chat about alcohol, addiction issues and also mental health issues in this episode. So just use that info to see if you want to listen to it. OK, let's go. <laughs> Sorry. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> oh. The 90s. Welcome to Thanks, I Love It, uh, which is a podcast, and my name is Nancy, and his name is... Hugh, hello. Yeah, producer Hugh, and um, on this podcast we like to talk about really good things, nice things, unexpected things. They have to be nice unexpected things though, they can't be like, boo, you know. Um, so, we are here, ready to talk about something very special with a very special guest, as always. And we've decided to try and um, balance out the female dominance on this podcast by asking a bloke <laughs> to do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> his name is Adam and he's one of Hugh's oldest friends. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, yeah, just a great person to chat to anyway. So we thought we'd better record it. Um, but before that, Hugh, how, how has your day been? You all right? My day's been pretty good, yeah. Um, I woke up today feeling pretty tired and sad. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> well, tired because um, I'd done a, uh, I'd played at a, you know, a wedding with a band for the first time in 18 months, let's say. He plays bass. I do, I do. If that is, if I think we probably mention that every single episode, but yeah, playing a, playing a band that plays at you know weddings, events, and stuff. Uh, your sister always um, pulls scorn on me when 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 I call it a function band. So she's like, "A function," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah well, we play at functions." But yeah, I can't even keep track of that. I didn't realise she pulled scorn oh, on you for that, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, she she she's yeah yeah one of many things I'm sure. Um, she's right, damn it. She, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Why are you booing um, her? <laughs> she's right. Um, um, and yeah, uh, but just don't have the stamina for that no. right now. So yeah, it pretty Weak. much wiped me out. Weak. <laughs> also, also a bit sad because my uh, beloved Wales football team got knocked out of the Euros yesterday, and uh, at the hands of the Danes, a, a serious drubbing. Um, well, it, it was. It, we never. Nah. Yeah, the best so, team won, but you know, still, still pretty sad. 
we we will now fade in some of um, a, a male Welsh voice choir oh, yes, singing something very sad. Men of Harlech um, or, um, <laughs> or none of my fathers. Yeah. Exactly. team was nice there were nice boys on that team nice boys nice boys yeah we like that exactly it's not like the England team who are a bunch of prima donnas who actually you know I don't mind the England team I'm not one of the boo boys (laughs) boo boys boo boys exactly yeah who um you know in spite of you know claiming to be supporters just seem to hate their own team oh yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) anyway more on that later I'm sure uh but yeah something of the national psyche about that Mm. isn't there um Mm. is Marcus Rashford on the England team he is on the England Ah! team uh and I think he gets, um, you know, respect from 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 sensible people. Mm-hmm. He's not playing great at the moment, and there will be just a subset of people who will abuse him no matter what because of the colour of his skin. Yeah, um, and his like really really edgy argument that children shouldn't starve in school oh no. holidays during yeah, a pandemic. No. I mean, what like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, seriously, if we we're in America, they'd be like, call me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway. Um, and can I yeah. say how my day has been? Yes, I was about to ask you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, well, he persuaded me to go out on my bicycle today because I bought a bicycle. <laughs> no, we've stopped doing that. This is oh, the episode okay. where we retire the dubstep clacks and, okay. and we come up with something else because we're smart. Oh, oh okay. I know what to put here. Oh, fun. Um, and my bicycle has a little basket on the front and it's a secondhand bike because... I do not deserve a new one. <laughs> second-hand bikes are cool. Mine's a second-hand bike. I know. And when I bought it with you, you came along and were very supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when I bought it, um, the guy was like, you going to be okay with this? And I was like, eh, it's fine. He was like, can you ride a bike? <laughs> and I was like, well, I haven't done it for 15 years, but how hard could it be? And he looked so worried. And he big, was big, right to. <laughs> big concerned dad energy from oh, he him, was I such think, a concerned yeah. dad. Yeah. And um, he's he's like, I'm sure he's got um, moxie. You know, he can mm. he can beat anyone up if he needs to because he's got this like backyard um, bike refurbishment business <laughs> yeah. um, near a pub and a Polish deli. And he is a lovely guy who, you know, did me a great price. Very nice guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when you gave him what he asked, he's like, you're supposed to hurry <laughs> And I said, well, yeah. but you're nice. And he yeah. was like, yeah, so I'm giving you some money back. <laughs> but um, he was right to worry about me because I was testing out something like, um, oh, what were they? They were like Pashley bikes that were really fancy and like, you know, big frame, big basket, you know, mm. wear your long skirt and look pretty kind of lady bikes. Yeah. Um, and right it was- down the country lane. Yeah, it wasn't one of those, but it was approaching that. And it was too big. Yeah, <laughs> the frame, frame was too big. The frame was too big um, for my slightly short ass body. And um, uh, I, I came off it and it was a very slow falling off. Hugh, describe. Um, yes, it was It was interesting. Did I, I asked you to test the brakes, didn't I? You did. <laughs> and you did, and they were great. And then you didn't know what to do with your feet. And then... Uh, I couldn't you, reach the floor. You wobbled in both directions. <laughs> uh, and it seemed to take about like... A, 
half an hour for you to actually <laughs> fall. And then you eventually did. There was a man... My feet went up in the air. Yeah. There was a man uh, about 20 metres away standing outside the corner shop who was helping them do something, you know, like... There was Fix a sign be- or something. People with ladders. And yeah. he was just standing there, you know, saying... He said to you as we went past him before the fall, like, oh, be careful. <laughs> and, and then he was just there, hands on hips, laughing very, very um, He was disappointed. He was disappointed <laughs> yeah. for me. He was like, oh, come on. Come yeah. on. You're letting the girls down, lady. <laughs> kind of vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, thankfully, I felt... I Well, the reason we went and bought me a bike was because I was like, yeah, you know, I'm in the mood for trying something new. Yeah. I'm able to. I'm not too scared. And, like, I just find that stuff funny because I didn't break any bones. I just no. scratched my knee up, which I do annually anyway. Uh, I feel like it was better to get it out of your system. Oh, I'm not worried well. about it now, yeah. Mm, I'm just mm. worried about roads. Yeah, and, and uh, other road users. Yeah, baby. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so that was a few weeks ago. Took it out for the first time properly today. Um, got conned out of all my money in decathlon and because I'm a nice honest lady when I was buying a bike lock and it's weird little auto scan thing you put it in you put your items in a box and it scans them somehow I don't I don't want to know how yeah but it didn't scan my um <laughs> my expensive bike lock that I just bought and I was like hello hello shop assistant um <laughs> it's trying it's not stopping me from shoplifting this this expensive bike lock <laughs> I think it had a big old security tag on it yeah, so I know, yeah but I don't not bothered yeah. so. <laughs> mm, mm. so well I paid I paid my money I'll see how it works hopefully it works because we live in London where they like to steal bikes <sighs> so yeah. that's my day today um and I think that is a good time to move on to talk about tweets yeah should we play the jingle <laughs> tweets yeah okay jingle is there okay Jungle is massive. <laughs> okay. Um, so I don't know how we'll do this uh, sound-wise, but I have got a video that I want to play for you, which um, explains this amazing Twitter account that I have found recently, okay. which is probably not like, you know, a massive discovery, but for me, it's brought me a lot of joy. So there is a cafe in Osaka, Japan. Where's Osaka? Um, it's it's in Japan. I've been there. <laughs> I can't remember where in Japan because I was, very, I was very I was very jet lagged, jet lagged, and then drunk. <laughs> yeah, combination of the two. And then you got lost when your friends left a karaoke. That bar was in that you. was in uh, Tokyo. Yeah, we went Not to Osaka, Osaka. first. Oh, okay. um, is Osaka on the west? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. skip to the end. Um, <laughs> so there was. Um, I'm going to ask you to watch this video for me, Hugh, because there is a cafe which has got model trains all up in it. But that's not uh-huh. the only thing it's got. Okay. It's like, oh man, it's the place I want to go to. And mm-hmm. the people who run it seem delightful and lovely. So um, sorry for any soundy interference while sorry. I just go. Okay, scooch back. There you go, Hugh. Okay. Enjoy. Have a little look. What's this? Some people at a train station. Okay. Who says cats and toy trains can't mix? Oh, no, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Explain what you're saying. Okay. Um, well, our internet is conked out. So, um, <laughs> but there is a, oh, oh, there's cats running all Oh, no, they're chasing the train. Oh, no, the, t- so the train's t- getting battered. So it's not very big cats. Oh, no, there's a cat sitting on the line. <laughs> oh, no. This service will be delayed due to cats on the line. Customers have been few and far between due to the coronavirus. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, what, what's few and far between? Uh, customers. Oh, customers in this little train. But I'm cafe. sure the cats. The cats are thriving. They look healthy. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, one day a family of felines came looking for a home. Oh, and like some... stray cats. There's the music. Oh. Very ghibli. And the owner of this place, he wasn't allowed to open, I don't think, the mm. cafe. So he was just like, oh, hi, let, cats. Let the cats stay. Let the cats <laughs> stay. Oh, the, oh, this train is, is trying to... <laughs> it's trying to, it's, you know, it's a... <laughs> It's trying to make a delivery and, and the cats are just like, no. There was a pregnant cat all over this train set at one point in one of the videos I saw. So there's some quotes from the cafe manager saying he want, he just wanted to make people happy. He does. Mm. Mission accomplished. Oh, there's a cat in a tree. <laughs> this is the uh, prodigy style music in the background showing that they are indeed wrecking They're the joint. nuisances. <laughs> it's all a bit Godzilla. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and this is the manager talking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Doesn't he look nice? He's willing to fix what they destroyed because he loves them. <laughs> he mm. better be, because they're cats oh. and that's what they're going to do. <laughs> Internet's conked out again. Well, okay, well, maybe we'll leave it there and maybe yes. I'll tell you about. Um, so this is like a news clip from a... Uh, NHK World News account. So they've done. They've gone to the effort of making this special video to explain this wonderful place you can go and this wonderful family that are. <laughs> oh my God! Have you seen what the video is titled, Hugh? I haven't. It's called Train Swatters. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. It's yes. like it's like train spotters. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, and um, the account. Oh, we'll make sure we share that the uh, the explainy video, which is delightful. But the actual account has sorry, the actual cafe has an account, and uh, I'm just going to show you. Here we go. Another little uh, clip. So they are called Cafe Rest underscore Bar underscore Fe on Twitter. That's their at. But their name is. Um, Japanese symbols and then diorama restaurant. And um, here is, uh, tell me what's going on here, Hugh. This is a tweet from the cafe owner. Okay, so this is one of those. <laughs> the, the text, um, I don't really understand <laughs> because it's oh no, <laughs> there's a port, there's a port coming out of a out of a tunnel, <laughs> a railway tunnel. It's yeah. really gorgeously made diorama. Oh yeah, it's really um, and <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, this this cat that is um, quite uh, has quite a pot belly. It that might is be just lounging. Yeah, 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 it could well be just lounging on a on a sort of a depot, and um, <laughs> and then this this poor just comes out of nowhere and just bats her on the head because it's coming through a train yeah. tunnel. It's just they're so inventive these puddings, <laughs> these little pudding cats, um, <laughs> and basically just like a wonderful feed of. Um, wonderful content and if you scroll down you can just see you know his his tweets about all of these cats and nice people and you know he's he's a good egg it appears um so yeah big recommend for the diorama restaurant in mm. osaka mm. because they are just crushing it in, and in fact the, cu the cats are physically crushing it most of the time <laughs> oh my god i'm just scrolling through oh beautiful so yes hugh i mean that might be the tweet to end all tweets probably I think yeah, it, it it ticks boxes for for you. It Although, really does. I didn't know. Uh, actually, yeah, no. Model trains aren't one of the boxes that you'd normally tick as a. No, but as it's a it's a small thing. I like, small I like thing. small things. And little little cute cats looking like big monsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I will probably say, with no further ado, here is our interview with the lovely Adam. Woo! Oh, I'll have a, just a little producer note. Uh, so. Um, 
In our last episode, we were having audio issues on the computer. But these are completely different audio issues. Completely different. Yeah, okay. Well, it's it's related <laughs> to that, though. So, if you're interested in the ongoing saga of my computer... No, we're not, Hugh. Just say, <laughs> just say it sounds a bit weird because we're using a Zoom recording. No, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, when I, uh, I got rid of the issue on my computer by doing a clean install of the operating system and failed to back up the project that had all the audio from our chat with Adam... Um, thank you for the slow clap. <laughs> and, I'm slow clapping him off, guys. Don't worry. And um, so Adam's audio is fine because he did a, a recording. Our audio is from the Zoom chat, so it's not optimum, but it sounds fine. Sounds fine. Anyway, here's here's our interview with Adam. We, interview chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Very excited <laughs> about it now after everything you said. <laughs> so we're delighted to have a lovely guest with us today. Um, a guest called Adam. Hi, Adam. Hello. Hello. Um, and uh, I think I think Hugh knows you quite well. Mm. And uh, yeah. if it's not too embarrassing, Hugh could say, who is Adam and how do we know Adam? <laughs> so Adam is uh, an old friend of mine. We first met when we were 13, I believe. And we were in our first band together. Uh, you know, me, me playing bass, Adam <laughs> playing drums. Uh, and I think, yeah. Uh, what kind of what kind of music was it like? Who were you like influenced by? Like, <laughs> there's, one, there's one answer to that question. <laughs> it's four words: uh, red, hot, chili, and peppers. Uh, yes, but I should add there was um, very little public nudity when they were teenagers in this oh, band. Oh, very God. little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had all yeah, like obsessed musically with the red hot chili peppers, but like yeah, would never would never sartorially copy yeah, <laughs> no. their uh, choices. I don't think, no. <laughs> Too modest in English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except for that one very hot gig in that pub. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was sweaty. Yeah. That was so sweaty. <laughs> anyway, Adam, do you feel like this has accurately um, introduced you, or would you like to add or subtract or deny anything categorically? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm very. I'm very proud to uh, be associated with such a uh, distinguished musician as Hugh, and I'm glad that I am part of his uh, story as a musician. And um, <laughs> it was de- definitely Hugh. Is Hugh is um. My my favourite bass player ever, and uh, uh, and I always snap at the opportunity to play with him. So I'm very very pleased to be uh, introduced as such. Is that in that kind of relationship? Yeah, <laughs> yeah suck it, Pino Palladino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Hugh's going to edit that out because he's you know scared of the bass mafia. No, 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 yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Adam, um, yeah, who are you in your own right? Um, what are you doing? What are you up to? What's going on? And then we'll talk about maybe what you're what you're bringing to us today to say that you love. Well, I, I used to be a full time musician. I guess um, that's a big part of. Who I am? Uh, I, I, I'm a drummer, and I, I did the kind of jobby musician thing for a number of years after uh, stopping music college. I mean, sorry, finishing music college, and then uh, took a bit of a turn a few years ago, and kind of went got into charity and international development. Uh, I've now been a student for a couple of years. I'm currently on a psychology uh, full time course, and really enjoying it. And I'm going to probably go into kind of clinical work or perhaps academia we'll see and um yeah live i live in hackney with my wife your wife my wife my wife <laughs> um yeah is that is that good is that... oh that's a lovely introduction yeah. and yeah. that sort of um gives you a life and a personality of your own right instead of <laughs> <laughs> drummer in scarlet blue yeah. that's right i'm gonna say the name of the teenage band yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't find our music anywhere online though i don't think is that how you want it or um Tom, it's quite good. Tom, uh, quite good. Yeah. 
<laughs> we get music on Spotify and I've kind of like just palmed it off because I'm just like, <laughs> I know how faffy it is to get the music on Spotify. And like, you have to pay oh. sort of like subscriptions to like, um, really? distribu- oh, distributors and stuff like that. Spotify and, making money out of musicians. Also, Who also would have thought I it? I don't know where the masses are. Oh, that's, I mean, that's more of a problem. No. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I don't really have any kind of physical copies of our music anywhere. Think. Well, guys, look, yeah. you got to num- you got to second place in Battle of the Bands on XFM. What was school, it? School of Rock, Rock School, Rock School. school so that copyright wasn't infringed. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whichever one it was. Yeah, yeah. And Lauren Laverne, I think, took a shine to all of you. So well done, well done, the Scarlet Blue. Yeah, yeah it took me about <laughs> took me about ten years to get over uh, not winning that. <laughs> we uh, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, second is good, you know, but it was quite and heartbreaking getting so close. That, that group of, you know, other teenagers who 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 won on the day, apparently. Yeah. You know, where have they gone? Yeah, where are they? Hopefully, yeah. they're probably investment bankers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably very, very happy and, you know, have a lovely, have a lovely life. And, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What is your thing that you've brought today to tell us that you love or you think is cool? Um, I have brought not drinking Oh, great. So how long have you not been drinking? Um, nearly a year. It's coming up to, it's the 10th of May is my, um, the day I stopped. So it's pretty close to a year. I, I mean, we don't all keep diaries of like exactly how much our head hurts in the morning. <laughs> but like, um, I guess taking that long view of it, like, what do you think is massively different today than it was a year ago in your like, I don't know, body and brain? Well, in, in general, like, yeah, in terms of my brain, like, um, to go straight in there, my mental health is like much better. Uh, well, it's, it's actually very good. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a conversation with some friends the other day and I, and I, and I mentioned that and they're like, stop bragging about your mental health, Adam. Stop bragging. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know what you're doing to the rest of the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, zero sum game. Like people can be like having a good time. Yeah probably thriving a little bit more than they were the week before yeah. and it doesn't affect someone else's mental health but but well it, it kind of does sometimes but you know depends, it shouldn't it shouldn't depends how you yeah it depends how it manifests and how you just decide to tell the world about it because mm. if it's on social media you know mm. it's it's loaded yeah. it's just yeah. difficult in lots of ways yeah. Isn't it? yeah yeah um and my mental health uh upper is me singing show tunes in the kitchen so <laughs> Yeah, have lots, to deal lots with of that Mormon stuff yeah. and crazy ex-girlfriend and all of that stuff yeah, yeah. Oh, mu- anyway oh, just musical comedy anyway yeah. um going to the places where the friends you were talking with recently weren't prepared to go what is it that is um like a, a bit of a, a marked change then in mental health is it like just more energy or is it like just things look different i mm. guess yeah definitely more energy definitely um you know put it simply obviously i don't have hangovers anymore so i i get up earlier and i and i ha- and i get up and do stuff and just feel good you know most of the time oh, wow yeah. <laughs> yeah and then and then you know so there's there's kind of like the immediate effect of like i just don't have those rubbish days anymore where you where you feel like crap and you and you and you just kind of don't do anything and you know and and, and hangovers i guess like with a lot of people would affect me not just physically but emotionally like i would just feel like quite sad the next day and often not after drinking very much you know uh even just one or two beers i would just feel a bit kind of like suboptimal and not and just a bit rubbish off your axis like slightly yeah yeah. um it's really hard to note that at the time though like Mm -hmm. um obviously you can you can have a general sense of how you're doing but like tracking it and being really like scientific about it is hard when you're in the middle of it yeah yeah definitely Yeah. yeah it's kind of like you don't realize don't realize how much better things can be uh yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. um 
And then also, I think there's like a cumulative thing. So it's it's not just that those I don't have those rubbish days anymore. I think that in general, like my my mental health is better. And that I'm, you know, I, I've kind of had problems with anxiety and and a lot of uh kind of overthinking and catastrophizing and find it very hard to make decisions. And um, I still have that sometimes, but but generally, like I I am just much more, uh, I guess you know, uh, centered and and d- d- able to just kind of progress through life a bit easier without kind of worrying all the time about what's going to happen or have I made the wrong decision or just I've stopped overthinking things not not stopped but that's it's reduced my overthinking yeah it's made the natural tendency to overthink a little bit less painful and like there are not so many different branches of like what if what if oh god oh no, oh ugh, you know coming off it at every single point yeah. um very articulate I am today no I like I like the branch analogy yeah yeah <laughs> Oh my word. Um, but yeah, you've always been, I think, a, f- a thoughtful person, like from, you know, just hearing hearing about your life and like meeting you and speaking to you. But I think, yeah, like overthinking is such a common problem these days. Like really hard not to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for saying that. That's nice to hear. The more I learn about psychology and stuff as well, actually, like the, the, the more you realise actually a lot of thinking is just really useless and, and unproductive it doesn't it doesn't it often doesn't help you get anywhere we think that it is we kind of ruminate because we think we're solving problems but it actually often doesn't achieve anything now that's interesting because like i sort of think I, I would always look at people maybe when i was like angsting about x y or z i would always be like how can you not angst about this mm. like i don't care that i'm not getting anything done about it i just need to feel shit about mm, it you know mm, like, yeah. um, or just how can you separate out like I'm not going to do that because it's not going to help it's not productive like I, I can do that sometimes but like the ability to be able to have that distance and stop yourself is is really valuable and like hard to get if you're not used to doing it I think yeah definitely it's definitely yeah, it's a skill it's just, it's definitely something that that you can you can work on and 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 um but it's definitely it's not easy in because I think we're so used to just being kind of lost in that 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 space and 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 like you say to 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 have that distance is is not easy there was a therapist that I saw for a while and he was talking to me about this kind of stuff and I was like it's I he was telling me you know you, you know to detach yourself from your thoughts and I was like that's quite hard and he was like yeah it's really hard um but 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 it can it can be done obviously to to a greater or lesser extent some days but yeah just noticing it realizing oh i'm i'm just thinking a lot and this isn't helping me and maybe i should just stop you, you know yeah easier said than done but it's possible i think it is yeah. yeah and like um well yeah i remember sort of like you know you work some you work better with some counselors than others right or therapist or you know insert job title and qualification here um and there was one i was seeing who was just a really lovely person really good counselor but just I was stuck in a phase where I was like, yeah, but that's who I am. Like you're saying I have to change who I am fundamentally, like a thinker, a worrier, a problem solver, a critical person, you know, like it's just who I am. And it's like who people in my family have been. And I was just like, I I mean, this is, I feel terrible, but like you're telling me I'm useless and wrong. And she was like, no, I'm not. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And like, yeah, it's, um, Changing something that you think is really fundamental to who you are is um, potentially it's easier when you're not bringing things like alcohol or reliance on like, you know, I don't know, X, Y or Z. Mm. Um, When you're not bringing that in, I suppose removing that, does it make it a bit clearer for you? 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I just I was just thinking about what you said before about like yeah, the, this kind of thing of it being part of your identity. Like that's a really interesting thing. I think like because yeah, I, like you said, I, I think I have been a thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, like almost pride myself in being kind of a thoughtful person. I guess it's like there there's good thinking and bad thinking. I guess and and um. But sorry, I was stuck on that. What was what was the question you actually asked me? <laughs> it's my worst habit, and if I'm giving someone for a job as well, oh poor, poor people. <laughs> But um, long rambly sentence with lots of like me injected into it, and then huh? At the end. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I was, no, I was just. A, yeah. I think I did that a lot as well. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess, what I was thinking about was, you know, when you're trying to get some sort of, when you're trying to be like your own critical friend, you know, and you're like thinking, okay, well, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to be in this situation. I want to change something but I'm finding it very hard to do so. And especially if it's something that's very personal and like a a bit of your personality, it feels like, you know, like your thoughtfulness or your, um, or my ability, I suppose, to like spot lots of problems and risks Mm. that, that gets me into a real hole quite a lot of the time, but it's also quite useful for risk assessing events, you know, uh, in my job. Um, it's a, it's a strength and a weakness. It sure is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, um, some people find it quite irritating. I have to say, uh, rightly so I've learned a lot. Um, but I guess, do you think that removing alcohol as one of the factors in your life, one of the things that was like not an everyday thing, but like a you know a part of the fabric, did removing that really help you to sort of think about spiraling thoughts and you know um, any of those issues you were having around thinking? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't know if I've kind of explicitly noticed it like that, but I I, I would just say that you know since I've stopped drinking, I tend to spiral less. Maybe I'm better at noticing it when it starts happening and nipping it in the bud. and Or other people around you, have they noticed it and sort of said it to you as well? Or Yeah, I think so. You know, Emma, my wife, has, has, has often says, you know, that you're, you're in the best place I've ever seen you. You know, I, I wouldn't say that's exclusively to do with the, the not drinking. But although, you know, it, it, I think it's definitely played a big part in it, not just, not just because of the immediate benefits I think it has, but also it's just, I think I've been making better decisions. It's, it has helped me think clearer. Like when I decided to do the psychology masters, I've been interested in psychology for ages. Like I've, I, you know, and I've always thought I'd just do it, but never got around to it. And I don't know, having that clarity thought to be like, why are you not doing, you know, this is what you're interested in, this is what you really like. And just, and then just kind of just going for it without all these kind of doubtful thoughts that would often get in the way and stop me from making decisions. Or cause pain while you were making those oh, decisions. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have got to the same point, the same end point anyway, yeah. but you have like a much better time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, that's so encouraging to hear. Oh my God. <laughs> there's, there's fewer potholes in the road or whatever. Yes, nice. Yeah. I like that. Pain. Yeah, like analogy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, we just we live in an area with a lot of potholes at the moment. It's on your mind a lot. <laughs> Council, um, but yeah. So yeah, gosh, that's so interesting. And like, it, oh, I'm going to start getting muddled. But you know, like the placebo effect of someone thinking they've taken a substance or like a medicine to to have a desired effect, and then that desired effect happens, and they're like, oh great, the medicine worked, and it's like there was no medicine. <laughs> yeah. I guess like um, it just it just helps you maybe be a bit easier in sort of thinking that decision was right and I'm happy with it. That that's often something I get hung up on. It's like is this the right decision? Mm. I don't know. Is it just an easier you can put the worry aside quickly kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. And I just think that the the worry is less existent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's just there less of the time. I, you know. oh. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still, there's still time, you know, I still have the odd, like, crisis where, you know, I had to, about a month or so ago, decide what I wanted to do for my dissertation, for my master's, okay. and oh, and I got in a, yeah, I got, that was not a good few days, I couldn't decide, and I got really... I think that's normal, I think that's normal, though. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. 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 Just a, a, it's like moving house or something, you know, it's it, it guaranteed to be that pressure point, but um, I was in much the same place <laughs> at uni, I have to say, Um and just kind of, how did you get your, how did you work your way through that and out the other side, I guess, is a, is my question. I actually did, in the end, because I, I hadn't been, um, I'd stopped seeing my therapist and uh, and then I'd, I was, it was actually quite tough. So I did, I actually kind of booked a, a one-off appointment and he's really good. He's not, he's not a traditional therapist. Well, he is, he's, he's, a, he's a CBT therapist and he's really trained and he knows his stuff, but he will also kind of cross the boundary sometimes, I guess, and just give like really good, solid advice, which I don't know if... I, yeah, I with the right with the right counselor therapist yes like just if they know you if you respect them and if you trust them that kind of sharing something about their life or saying do you know what you've said it before i think you want to do this is that right like oh my god that's that's what you're paying them for (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's nice to be told things like that something just just yeah just being given kind of a directive (laughs) you've told them it six times already without really thinking about it oh human brain yeah. and um so he helped you out of that of that small pothole I guess. yeah and, and what he did actually which i think is a good is a something i've tried to remember as kind of a, a meta learning is that um he basically said like get over yourself this is not a big deal <laughs> like it doesn't really like matter that much like you know this is not going to affect the rest of your life i think i had kind of probably got into a bit of a thing where i mean enjoying the course so much it's it's you know it's going well like i'm, I'm getting quite good good marks and stuff like it and I, I think I'd kind of got to this place where I was like I'm gonna do like a really great piece of research here and it's gonna you know and I can't and, and so I put all this pressure on it and uh you know and he basically was just like you know this is nothing just don't just get over yourself basically and I think that the kind of meta learning is kind of sounds really simple to say but just like keeping things in perspective you, you know like just realizing how <laughs> how insignificant sometimes you are or your situation and is not or... thinking about it too much because otherwise you'll be like oh my god the universe is so oh, big yeah. and I'm so... <laughs> then you go into an existential crisis yes yeah, it's, 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 it's a sweet spot <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah just like building on what that that very uh, well-trained and and sensible person said i guess it's like especially with this course that you're doing which is like a stepping stone from like what you've previously studied to the next thing you want to do it's like the dissertation is a chance for you to learn how to write academically about this subject and it's about being able to be like i've seen this project through i've made it complete and oh my god if i could tell myself that at 20 i would be i would be i would have been a lot happier in my final year of uni i think <laughs> yeah you what you mean you mean kind of like like framing it as a learning opportunity rather than anything yeah, else the process is the thing and like i think that's super true right now right have you picked a topic then uh, uh yeah yeah i have got there and you've started doing some some of the research and the, the research stage is fun right you get to be like oh ideas yeah things. yeah yeah it's great it's great i mean that's that's uh that's the really fun thing with this course is like picking out you know picking out research papers and be like oh that's so interesting oh that's so interesting and like just having that you know it's just really nice when you you have that fit of like oh I, I love this stuff this is great I could keep reading about this you know oh this is this is very cheering and, lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like thinking back to a year ago as well like was there a moment where you had just a very everyday kind of decision that you made where you were like oh I'm just gonna you know not drink for a bit and like or was it that you sort of thought 
okay, I'm taking a step, I'm doing a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think for it to be effective, like, lots of different people have to do it in different ways or, like, think about it differently. But how was it, like, what was the experience like for you? It'd been at the back of my mind for a while that maybe I... I liked the idea of never drinking. Um, difficult thing is, I liked I like I like drinking. <laughs> in practice, in theory, less so. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I had I had a couple of weekends where you know just like really bad hangovers and just thinking, what well, this is just rubbish. You know, this this is not a good deal. Like I didn't have a good enough time to warrant this level of despair. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. understand that. It's called being in your thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a cost-benefit analysis. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It, yeah, I mean that's how I put it. Something the other day, like I, I don't think when I've stopped that I actually decided I'm never going to drink again. I think I said I think I'll just stop for a bit. And it was it was locked down, and you know there wasn't it was there wasn't you know there were no, there were no parties to go to, you know. And so the prospect of uh, whatever alcohol was in the fridge or the cupboard was sort of like okay, well I could. I could sit there and drink that in my house <laughs> yeah. while watching old episodes of Bullseye. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, oh, great. I'm trying to think of a depressing program that oh, was okay. on Challenge TV. <laughs> right, okay, okay fine, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it just becomes a bit of a less attractive prospect, right? Mm. Than like, yeah, yeah, a lot of other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How did you toast your uh, recent uh, nuptials? Because I know that during the last year you were getting married and stuff, and well, and stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, which is congratulations, oh, by the way. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Lovely stuff. <laughs> but you know, with with life events like that, you know, that was that was a bit of a step beyond, wasn't it? I know it was a very unusual time anyway because we were still in a pandemic. But um, with being kind of um, with encountering those those sorts of life events, how's it gone so far? Has it felt weird, or has it been like, eh, you know, I'm fine. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to have a drink at this point. Actually, like, I really don't. Or mm -hmm. yeah, no, um, it's been fine. Um, what what I would say is that uh, when I stopped drinking, I, I will get to answering your question. <laughs> um, but when I, when I stopped drinking, I, I read quite a lot about like alcohol, and that there are a few books about kind of stopping and that, and they they're really helpful because they they get you to think about it differently. They they kind of take the reasons that you might drink and kind of challenge them, and 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 it it really kind of flips something in your head a little bit. Ah, uh, I can't unsee this now. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and so I'm I've I don't want to like sound <laughs> like all enlightened or anything, but I, I I do feel like I for the most part like I don't actually want to drink anymore. Like it's it's not it's not like a it's not. A difficult thing now i i think if i hadn't read those books i don't think that would be the case and that's just what was enlightening for you like it's just how how it works for you and like i know everyone approaches it in a different way um you know and different things are helpful and i know that for a lot of people that's not the case you know it's not how the experience is and um you know depending on how addictive your brain is to you know how easily you get addicted to things um it's it's a really different mess, isn't it? Um, yeah, but that was useful for you. What kind of books were they, Adam? Um, so there's there's one in particular um, called I've got it here. It's called uh, this this Naked Mind. Um, oh yeah, is that by? Uh, it's by a woman called Annie Grace. Um, I don't know. I don't know much. I think she she used to. She's not. I think it's one of the first books she re she wrote. But she, it's a very much kind of starts off. You know, she stopped drinking. It's it's kind of biographical, autobiographical. Uh, it's got a lot of science in it you know and and it, and it and it takes you kind of explains what alcohol does to your body and 
uh, and take, yeah, like I say, challenges these kind of beliefs that you might have about, oh, you know, alcohol helps me relax, alcohol, uh, I like it because of the taste. You know, I, and that's not to say, I, you know, that, that that might not be the case for some people. I'm not trying, this, like, like say, this is what worked for me. But you split it all apart. You took all of those different bits of information yeah. and, you know, scientific study and you sort of went... Ah, yeah, no, for me, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> a helpful thing to know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You know how on cigarette packets, they've now got the pictures, you know, the horrible pictures. And like, <laughs> there's a bit in Green Wing where two women are like, no, there's a woman and a man having a fag break. And th- one of them's got uh, cigarettes give you ovarian cancer. And the other one's got cigarettes give you prostate cancer. And they're like, do you want to swap? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the female one and the male one. Let's yeah. let's make sure that we can't catch yeah, the, yeah. those yeah. That's fine. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god! Um, but you know that's been years now, and I can't. There's nothing like that mm. I can think of for alcohol, other than just certain town centres on Saturday nights. There's nothing that really puts you off <laughs> in in that big of a way. I don't know. Do you feel the same? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a thing that's that's celebrated. You know, it's used in advertising and and stuff like that and again like i I don't want to i want to kind of tread carefully because i don't want to sound kind of judgmental and righteous um i mean think think about it as it's your experience i think we would always say that this is you saying something that works for you and hugh talked to me in our first episode about football (laughs) and it did not change my mind about football (laughs) for you good good yeah Um, i think we can always do some recommending of of the particular things that really appeal to you or helped you because it's just it's about you Adam it's not about <laughs> everybody's addiction or everyone's struggle it's not about yeah yeah oh good well thank, thank you for putting me at ease <laughs> well, that's a good way of framing it yeah yeah um and yeah just you have to go read that book you have to go read that scientific research you have to go and listen to someone's experience and then pair it with scientific research or clinical studies or whatever um, to find out that level of oh, that's what it does to my brain, mm. uh, or maybe maybe we've just not been listening. Maybe people are talking about that all the time. I don't. No, know. I think you're right. I don't think people are like um, yeah, yeah. That level of ignorance about yeah. you know like it's all part of like <laughs> mortality and stuff like that. Just thinking yeah. oh yeah, drinks. You know like yeah, I enjoy a drink, but it doesn't really affect me too much. Yeah. And then you actually realise that cumulatively, yeah, it's probably not doing the best things for your brain and your body. Well. Um, have you spoken to your GP about this, Adam? No, no. I had to go to see the GP about something else, and, and then they said, "Do you drink?" And I said, "No," and I felt very smug. <laughs> how many? How yeah. many this week? Zero. <laughs> and they're like, "Are you sure?" Because <laughs> like, they're asking that after everybody right, says, yeah, oh, yeah. "Probably like three. <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "Come on," <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Yeah, no, zero." Yeah. 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 Um, I love it. Wow, um, because. I was only asking because, you know, my GP's spoken to me about it just in a very general way. And I do not drink to excess regularly, as in like, you know, what would you say, Hugh? What do you think I drink a week? Like, um, if it's on a weeknight, mm-hmm. you'll probably have no more than a glass of wine. Yeah. Uh, and that's not every weeknight. No, God, no. And if you're drinking a bit more, it's usually just two glasses. Yeah. And that's it. It's not like... We're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm much the same as well. Yeah. I am feeling the effect of two two wines like these days. I'm like, oh my god, that was quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, um, that's a lockdown thing. I think it is. You know, yeah. just like our tolerance has gone way down. Way down. We're not going out and seeing people and being like, oh yeah, we'll just have another another round. And then like by the yeah, you realise, oh my god, I've drunk so much, and then I have to I have to get home somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my word! But I yeah. guess my point is, she kept going like. Look, mate, you're trying to be happy, and you're. Are you saying to me that you are willfully putting a depressant into your body, mm. like I don't know, three nights out of five? Like, why are you doing that? And I was like, oh, it tastes nice, and also, you know, like, no, but I'm depressed, and maybe wine helps. And she was like, no, stop it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and she was like, just stop it completely. And I just wasn't brave enough to do it, Adam. I just, yeah, I haven't, I haven't managed that, but I have managed to think about it in a bit more of a considered way i would i would say mm. and i've sort of said to hugh like i'm not going to drink for a couple of nights and just see how i feel i don't think it's helping me this week mm. and broadly successful yeah 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 and it helps that you're not mad on it either no and like we'll have solidarity with one another if one of us is having a night off booze usually the other one does as well mm. there was that period last uh like in the autumn last year where i had to for medical reasons abstain yes for a little bit he got pregnant, <laughs> he got pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and yeah so i was off booze for at least a month maybe yeah six a bit weeks. longer maybe yeah and yeah, there would be the odd week where you're like, yeah, I won't have a drink either. And yeah. And yeah. Um, I actually, you know, despite not, you know, despite now drinking again, I do really appreciate the effects of um, not having drinking it for a bit and stuff like that. And yeah, it made me feel quite leveled out after a while. And also after a while, I just didn't miss it either. Mm -hmm. you know, I got into the, it's a habit after a while, isn't it? Yeah. And, and um, I don't think any of us have been smokers just because of like when we were raised mm. and like <laughs> it was an incredibly expensive, dirty habit to have. Yeah. Um, but uh, am I right, Adam? You haven't smoked no. in your life? No. no. Okay, cool. So uh, we can be friends. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Excellent. Um, but I guess like um, something people say about smoking is that it's very situational and like mm. there's, you know, a trigger is like coffee in a cigarette or um, yeah, actually pub and cigarette, you know, yeah. hugely so. Um, and I guess, yeah, we were talking about this a little while ago, weren't we? Like situations or big life events, like did any little things make you think about it more? Even if it wasn't a massive temptation, it was just like, oh, oh, I, I could have, but I don't really want to, so I won't. Yeah. Um, well, in terms of, were there, were there events that were particularly kind of tempting or... Yeah. yeah, or like moments where you were like, oh, oh, I'm in the park and I would normally have a beer when I was at this kind of like socially distanced gathering, <laughs> um, for example. Like, I know lockdown's really removed a lot of those those situational yeah. things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but have, has that been an issue or has it not? Like, because great, if not, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, it, it, yeah, it's a good question. Like, there's definitely, it's definitely happened both ways in that there's been times where it's like, I found it quite hard. There's what one time which I'll talk about, which I found it quite hard, and then there's been other times where it's like, oh, I would normally be drinking at this, you know, and and but I would kind of notice halfway through, or or like or like I went for a walk with a friend, and it got to kind of the evening, and I think this was that time when pubs were still open, and he was like, oh, should we go for a beer? And and it, it, at that point, I was like, that would normally have been me like saying, oh, should we go for a pint, you know? Or it would have been at the back of my mind when we're on the walk, I mean, we go for a beer afterwards. But then when he said it, I was like wow, like I really don't think about this anymore. Like this is not, this is not 
I, it would have been me that suggested it. But um, there was a time, there was one weekend, uh, one of my really good friends, uh, North, <laughs> um, he, he, I, he, he and I would normally like have a few beers together, you know, and, and, and have, and have a good laugh. And uh, there was one weekend where he came, he came down to see us and I, I don't think it'd been that long since I stopped drinking. And I was just very like, it wasn't necessarily that I, really wanted to drink it was just like i was worried i was like oh is this the same you know it, is 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 this changing the dynamic between us because i'm not drinking you know it, what was the fact that we would always have a really good time together because we were drinking and now that i've and i'm and worried that this this is this is my overthinking coming I mean, you know have i lost this thing that's like really important to me this like really great friendship i have so human though oh my word yeah yeah, yeah. so that was quite, and that weekend was quite tough but then i had then you know then i we went camping together a, a few months later and I don't know. I just been a, it's been a while, and since I'd stopped, and and we just had the the, the best time, one of the best weekends of my life. Like it was, uh, and we, it was so so much fun, and I didn't have a drop, and and so yeah, advantage in camping not to be drunk. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a bit crap, kind of like stuck in a tent, like you know, hungover and like really a bit gross. Yeah. And- <laughs> Waking up in a tent, hungover, <laughs> like, that's a festival experience. Yeah, that's one of the worst, like oh. worst, like mornings you can ever have, isn't it? It's like, oh my oh, God. everything's hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I did, I did like archaeology as a degree, and I had one one dig that I had to attend in order to like pass my degree, and it was it was you know in the UK, so it was very rainy. But like when it wasn't, we would all like not have anything to do in the evenings even if it was raining and like if you woke up with a hangover on an archaeological dig with sunlight streaming in it's really stuffy there are no showers there's nothing like that you do really consider you know never never drinking pims again <laughs> oh, you re- pims, yeah. Oh, oh that that sounds lovely though like just oh man yeah, there's lots of situations where you're like, actually, this is kind of better because I can drive home, or you know, I can I can not have to try and pee in a field in the middle of the night. Yeah, like- absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's been so many times recently where it's like, I think what what what, what does happen is, you know, uh, we we met some friends for dinner in their garden, uh, social distance, uh, of course. You know, there's a moment where like they started pouring wine, and I started thinking, oh yeah, you know. That, that would be nice and then it, that kind of passed and we, then we had a really nice evening and I got to the end of the evening I was like I'm so glad that I'm not drunk and I'm going to sleep really well and you, you yeah. know and it's just like I, it, I'm always I'm always so happy like by the end of the night that like I that I didn't drink is yeah yeah and so how did you celebrate your wedding because there are so many ways to do that like I mean food is a big one um, just music and dancing all part of a normal wedding right but I guess people in Britain especially are like, toasts, ugh, drink wine. And like, I, I remember vividly being like, oh my God, we're going to have to buy so much alcohol for our wedding. <laughs> yeah. like, well, the, the guy, uh, we got a big uh, order of uh, booze from Aldi. Yeah. And the guy was like, are you having a party? And he was like, yeah, we're having a wedding. And he was like, that's too much. And I was like, have you met my family? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, who are you to say? Oh my God. Um, but like, so what was it that, that felt like the the actually special nice things mm. that you were able to do rather than being like toast or like you know the normal alcoholic fabric of british celebrations like what made it special for you what were the things that you were focused on instead of that 
I guess. Well, the like, f- first thing to say is probably that I, I did have like non-alcoholic replacement drinks. So that helped. There are some really good ones and I drink them a lot, you know, I'm quite, because there's still that kind of thing of, uh, it, it's almost like a signal like this. I'm going to, this is, I'm still, I'm relaxing with a beer, even though this beer doesn't have alcohol in, you know, and, 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 and at the wedding, like everyone was drinking, you know, sparkling wine and my mother-in-law very generously bought me this like quite, quite expensive, um, non-alcoholic, um, should I, should I keep going? <laughs> yes, yeah. sorry. Um, for the benefit of the listener yeah. at home, um, <laughs> our obnoxiously loud doorbell has just rung, <laughs> and it sounds like a fire alarm. <laughs> and it's scramble, scramble. Well, this one I've missed anyone. Adam was bravely keeping going <laughs> and, and looking worriedly at yeah. Hugh, like floor, like hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we will, we will tread water, tread water, tread water. He's he's still there. Wow. Oh, it must be someone canvassing for the elections. Ah, I think that's probably yes. if, it's, if it's taking him less long. Yeah. yeah. She's kids. Kids. She's pressing the wrong buzzer. Oh. oh. Sorry. I thought he was a Tory councillor. <laughs> oh man. That would have been more fun. <laughs> or a Labour councillor at this point, actually. So, what were we saying before we were rudely interrupted? We're by... talking about like yeah, like the fabric of British oh. culture with weddings and all of and that and stuff. And... You were saying, Adam, that your your soon to be and in fact now proper mother in law um, got you some really nice non alcoholic. That's fizz. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called uh, No Seco. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Oh no, so hang on. I've just made that up. I don't know where I got. That's not. It's, that's what not what it's called at all. I don't know where. Where I got maybe that's another one, or maybe I've just invented a name. It's that's like that's not its name at all. <laughs> um, it's called naughty. So like uh, nout, like nout. spell 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 you know, N-O-U-G-H-T-Y. So it's n- no alcohol essentially, but it's you know. Right. And, I mean, on a day like that, you don't really notice the difference. I would no, say. yeah. I mean, it's it's it it it, it 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 like serves a purpose of like you know. I guess when when people isn't it a thing with like stopping smoking that people like miss the kind of, you know the movement to that you know and so it, it fills that kind of need for having something. I guess and that ritual of everyone clinking glasses and saying nice things and yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you if you're not having a gigantic gathering, which at the moment who is, like you know, you're not feeling the need to sort of make sure everyone else has got you know piles mm, of it yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh it sounds lovely and then you, you kind of said like you know um what did i focus on like I, I guess yeah i mean there are other things that are more important as like commemorative celebratory things than like yeah, yeah, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it was just a lovely day and you know lovely speeches it was really it was it was fifth we had 15 people because it was it was that that point in the pandemic we only had 15 and so special it was yeah it was so nice because it you know it was really everyone could meet each other properly you know and so emma's family and my family really got to kind of know each other and that was lovely so yeah it was just a very nice day and you know no booze mm, required yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> What I'd love to do at some point is do a quick fire quiz with you on TV, media, books about this sort of experience and be like, have you seen this one, Adam? <laughs> uh, it might not be terribly entertaining, but it's just my rampant curiosity. Um, but yeah, I guess any other sorts of reflections on this and kind of, you know, advice for people who might be similarly minded, I guess? Yeah, um, so I think just one further kind of point to make i think is is that, that like the, the like a benefit of it or two two i guess one one is like sleep better uh oh, yeah, sleep. yeah yeah it's 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 brilliant um 
and then the other one is just like the the the, the freedom i guess similar to what i was saying earlier like i don't i don't i don't really want it anymore so it's not there will be times before where it'd be like oh i kind of want a beer but i've got to do this thing this afternoon and i and i you know and, and maybe i shouldn't you know and that kind of like back and forth and that kind of tension and it's just really great now because i don't have to i just don't have that and like you noticeably enjoy the absence yeah, of that yeah, yeah yeah exactly so so that's nice so yeah and then and then yeah if, if people are interested what i would say is try it for like a, a month or so and and but 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 back it up with with reading because it because that will change the way you think about it like you want to get to a point where yeah you just you just don't want it because it's very it's a very addictive thing and and you know and, and it's it's so much a part of our social fabric like you said and and um you kind of have to change the way you think about it. I think it's very, I don't think I would have done it if I hadn't done reading. So there's This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. There's a book called, um, I've forgotten it. I, I'll, um, I'll email you. I can't remember. Oh, Al- Alcohol Explained. We'll, we'll put like links to those in like the show notes and stuff. Like that. So yeah. yeah, great, great. And I mean, you've said that This Naked Mind, you've said about that one mm. specifically, that like there is a bit of, you know, experience and real life in it. Um, and that's where I go to if I'm trying to figure something out or if I'm thinking a lot about mental health and well-being I go to experience invert commas books rather than like fact books a a lot of the time or I need to have both right Um, and I think yeah I think it's kind of nice that there's one that's got a bit of a blend well actually yeah there's one there's there's a couple that are more along because this is a little bit autobiographical but it's generally science there's one called uh, the sober diaries which is very autobiographical and there's another one called the unexpected joy of being sober yeah and those are those are a bit more i think they have kind of you know tools and tips as well but but they're they're, they're very um autobiographical yeah very nice and i think you know it's like you've been very careful <laughs> like you said a couple of times like i'm not telling anyone that you've got to do it this way and i'm not being preachy and stuff and like yeah you can be less preachy adam don't worry yeah. but like <laughs> um <laughs> but i think just you know it's it's part of it's part of you looking after yourself in lots of ways right it's it's a fuller picture than just being like this is my biggest problem i'm gonna you know really hammer away at trying to fix it it's more like well actually i would feel better overall if i did this less of this more of this other thing da, 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 da. yeah definitely right? yeah it's it's the um the examined life <laughs> you know like what what is this working for me you know you know just like being reflective i think that's that's another thing that's a, i guess a thing it kind of represents is is that you know uh not taking for, for given that what might work for like a lot of people obviously you know the vast majority of people well Less and less now, I think. But people tend to drink. You know, it's surprising if you don't, I think, maybe. Has anyone given you any sort of like, are you sure? Why not? I'm just wondering if it's been easier to avoid that kind of mess because it's been like, you're not at family gatherings or you're not at parties or pubs and stuff where people are like, you want a Coke? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, generally generally people have been really nice. There's, there's, there's a couple of my friends who actually still don't know <laughs> and I haven't seen them for the like the, the whole pandemic. And I'm a bit worried that, that they'll be like, because again, there'd be people I'd normally have a beer with, and they'd be like, "What? You're not what? You know?" So I'm a bit worried about that. But generally, people have been really nice. I think as well, like if they're if they're your mates, you'd just be like, "No, I'm doing yeah. really great now." Yeah. And for that reason, I would like a soda <laughs> yeah. and lime. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think once you're more confident in yourself, you can have that sort of firm yet not not unpleasant answer. But firm just and like, positive. Firm and positive. Like, no, I'm fine. But thank yeah. you. You know, yeah. and and assured and everything and that that's a really good people just go like oh cool fine yeah great i think if you kind of go like uh no and then they'll be like 
Why? What's up? What's yeah. wrong yeah. with like, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you saying that yeah. I shouldn't? And like, yeah. A lot of the time with that kind of reaction, it's like with people who are like, you know, well, I don't want to examine this too closely, you know, <laughs> because who amongst us does, you know, who wants to, if they're having a difficult week and like relying on a pub trip, you don't want to read that book that has information on exactly how you'll feel the next day. Yeah, in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I think you're, you're like what Hugh says is, is right. Like if, if you're able to be like, yeah, it just doesn't work. I think I've said to people, you know, I'm just, my life is better for it or it doesn't work for me anymore or, you know, and, and if you come back with that very solid answer, then people tend to be like, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it can be, it can be a huge bugbear, I think. And like, I've got friends who just do not like the taste of alcohol remotely and they've never bothered with it, mm. um, which I think is just yeah. nice. Must yeah. Nice. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So we're coming on to my media round, which is quick fire talk and recommend or, you know, um, ask what you thought about it with books, films, TV about wah, 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 drinking or not drinking. I'm, I'm slightly <laughs> nervous because I'm terrible with modern cu- culture. Like I, I ge- I've seen about five films in my life. <laughs> no, that's not true. But generally Owen. people say, am I Michael Owen? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, ba- he's barely seen any films. Oh, is that true? doesn't <laughs> get them as a medium. He's like, or it's just like what, what's, what's the point you know that's a good impression uh, which film have you seen oh I can't remember but they're really funny choices as well I can't remember what I don't know if it's like Shrek or something yeah. like that we will be yeah, yeah, making yeah. making much out of this on social media when yeah, we are yeah, publishing yeah. this episode yeah, yeah. do not worry okay. you'll find out <laughs> whenever you're talking about not seeing films you're just like oh my god yeah. <laughs> right, okay. point of reference isn't it yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. so with suitable warning for anyone listening, some of these some of these um, things I'm about to recommend are crazy triggering in terms of like the first one. Let's start with the difficult one, um, which is a book. It's called Coming Undone, and it's a memoir by Terry White, and she oh, is yeah, yeah. she is the editor of Empire Magazine, mm. and she's just so cool. She's great. Um, have you heard of this one, Adam? No, or? no. That's, that's fine. Okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. Um, because then I can like waffle on great, about it. Great. So, Um, And basically, she talks about being a really successful um, magazine editor or, um, you know, she might not have been full editor at Time Out. I think she moved to Time Out New York and just lost herself completely. She'd always relied on drinking and having a terrible lifestyle in her personal life and then just thrashing a career out really successfully. She compartmentalized completely. And, um, you know, she talks about why that was, you know, really upsetting things that happened to her when she was a child in very graphic detail. So people don't don't read that book if you're not wanting to, you know, bring that into your life. But just the way she talks about it um, is like incredibly lyrical and like beautiful and poetic and just, you know, it's horrible at the same time. Um, but she talks about leaving it behind and sort of like how how much better off she is without it. And it, it makes you think very hard <laughs> about whether you would, um, you know, use it as a crutch in that way, I guess. And Hugh, you had an interview with her, I think. Yeah, so it would have been on the Ellis James and John Robbins podcast called How Do You Cope? And that's that's certainly a more digestible way to sort of learn about her story. Yeah, that's that's how I kind of got the gist of what her experience was like and and so on. And yeah, she would work like really long hours and then drink to excess and get blackout drunk and, you know, rinse, cycle, repeat. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah, quite intense. And somehow she's come (laughs) through it and 
you know. And the way she talks, she's so like bubbly and positive. Yeah. I hate that word bubbly, but like, I can't think of a better one. <laughs> um, but just, you know, you're like, really, you had all that darkness, all that trouble, all of that pain. And like, I just admire her so much for it. It's, mm. it's, it's really good. Um, so yeah, check it out Great. if you're, if yeah. you're feeling minded. Yeah. There is a TV show that myself and Hugh really love called Catastrophe with Sharon oh, Horgan yeah. and Rob Delaney, which was, it'll be on, it'll be on Prime and all four, I think. Yeah, because it was shown over here on Channel 4, yeah. And, oh man, that is great. Called, um, the- it's Catastrophe. Catastrophe, right. And um, there are like maybe three short seasons, I think. Three or four, yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. alcoholism isn't like, the, it, it's, what's nice is it's not a main thread of it. Mm. It's, it's no. wrapped within because, um, there are two characters, Sharon and Rob, who... Um, they're, they're loosely based on their own selves, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> super. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they hook up and have a one-night stand for like, well, a week. A one he's week from stand. America, she's uh, living in London, and he's over there on business. Yeah. And like, yeah. And um, <laughs> he, he's a, he's teetotal, um, by, by coincidence. It doesn't really come into action until much later. Um, but then all of a sudden she gets pregnant, and, you know, like three months down the line, she's like, can, can you come back to London? Right, yeah. <laughs> Or like, you know, just I'm telling you, whatever. Um, and it's hilarious. It's touching. It's a really great series anyway. But as it goes on, like, you know, you see what her still drinking and him not drinking and like the stresses he's under. You see how that plays out. Mm. And it's it just seems it seems realistic. Mm. You know, mm. it seems painful and realistic. Mm. Um, <laughs> but but like, OK, right, we've got to live with this. We've got to sort this out, you know, in, in that kind of um way i guess yeah yeah and well just to so rob played by rob um, delaney, yeah. rob delaney um he's an alcoholic in real life mm-hmm. and he's a stand-up comedian as well and in his routine uh he talks about how yeah how alcoholism really um nearly completely ruined his life and that of other people as well because mm. yeah. he uh, was in a car crash whilst blackout whilst you know really drunk and broke both of his legs wow. yeah for a moment there i was like was it all four limbs but like no i think it was just both his legs and yeah, like and that was sort of surgery the, that and was the very pain. um that was the very sort of dramatic turning point for him obviously mm, yeah that, that'll do <laughs> and like yeah you know, you can have like those pendulum swings and stuff like that, or you can have a much more sort of like your yeah. experience, a much more modest sort of like, actually, this isn't working for me. I don't need a big life changing yeah, event yeah. to actually trigger any changes. But yeah, it's um, it's definitely much more on the dramatic side of mm. things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, he's he's spoken really well, and he's shared like pieces of writing as well about like oh five years sober ten years sober Mm. and just the way he writes and the way he thinks about it is so admirable and so helpful and again realistic that i just i love seeing it every time again i get very emotional um and he's also amazing on fatherhood and family and you know unfortunately he was bereaved of one of his children in the last couple of years but just anything he writes anytime he chooses to write something or be interviewed i'm like tell me more rob please we're big fans yeah. I think he's great. And also as a sort of sidetrack, and I know you're into running, Adam. Ooh, yeah. Like he his big thing, especially getting through lockdown and stuff like that, was just running every day. I don't know, is that something you're still doing? I'm not running as much. I still I still go out for the odd jog and stuff, but it's not I haven't been running as much as I, I used to. But I, I've got a couple of friends who are like it's yeah, that it's like a really big part of their life and it's a really kind of calming thing and going out for just like a long run and you know It's essentially meditation after a certain yeah. point, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they they call it like the the runner's high. Yeah. 
And um, maybe it's for the best that you don't go every day, Adam, because part of um, Rob Delaney's stand-up routine at one point was talking about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, unfortunate shitting while running instance. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way he tells them, what can yeah, I say? Yeah, I bet. You also got that one about running past a guy who's slashing women on the um, on the towpath on the canal. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not nice. Yeah. So you get, especially if you go running in London, you get to see all oh, kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a real slice of life. <laughs> my, my, my main thing is like, well, you always asking me, like, do you, did you see any good dogs on your run? Yeah. And I was like, well, I saw this one. <laughs> That's a great so question. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't go to the park. Sometimes I go around the streets and then, then I'm looking for cats. More, Instead, you know. yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's my mission today? And one time a dog chased him and it was really fun. <laughs> oh, it's more than one time, but yeah. What was it recently? There was a dog called Lola. I knew that because her owner was like, I can't, Lola! This little sort of like um, barely, uh, barely still a puppy, sort of like oh, little black Labrador yeah. was going, <laughs> you want to play? And I was like, no. <laughs> you are, um, oh, sorry, 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 I just remember Hugh saying that uh, you, you feel that dogs, their kind of main thought the whole time is, I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it travels, you know, internationally. When we went on holiday to Berlin, she was like, "Ich bin ein Hund." I'm the alpha. I am the alpha. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they, they, they see another dog and they're like, "Oh no, everything's you know." <laughs> that's when they start going crazy well they start they start snipping some belts and they work it out yeah they work it out they work it out out. anyway this has degraded into what normally happens (laughs) we talk about any conversation with me or Hugh or both of us uh, which is dogs and cats (laughs) do you have any other like just general thoughts about the stuff we've talked about and and anything like that just to kind of round things off Adam um well, firstly, thank you for having me on the show. It's been, <laughs> but uh, I said to Hugh um, when we talked about we were coming on that, that this it's a lifelong ambition to be a podcast guest. So thank you for, <laughs> for I could tick that off my my bucket list. No, I, I think I would just say you know if you're curious, then I, I would say like try it. Maybe it won't work for you. Uh, maybe maybe your life is fine. You, maybe if you don't think that you need to stop drinking, in which case no worries. But um, definitely, definitely, um, you know. If if you're curious, I would you know give it a go. Definitely check out Annie Grace's work because she's got some some stuff online as well. And um, I'm very interested. yeah, she's got a yeah. podcast yeah. I think, and she's she's really she's really interesting and, and helpful. So yeah, but yeah. Oh, really. thanks, Adam. And is there anything personally that you would like to plug, like um, something you would like to promote to people, or you know, say is great? Uh, Just yeah, actually, it's talk- got nothing to do with anything we talked about. That's great. Right. No, no, but um, our mutual friend Chris. Uh, well, he's, he's, his name is Chris Willow. He's had a few name changes, but uh, Chris Willow is uh, releasing an album on May the twenty-first, and it's really, really good. Um, it's really nice when you know one of your friends does something where you you just love it, like just as a fan, uh, you know. And and this is this is one of those things. It's called uh, Songs of New Beginnings. Chris Willow. It's, it's all just guitar and vocal or piano and vocal. Just really great songs. So we'll give him for not including bass on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, isn't that a nice thing, Adam? Oh, yeah. Promoting someone else's music that we really like. Yeah. Yay! Well, thank you so much, and uh, long may this joyful, positive life continue. Thank Woo. you, thank you for having me on. It's been really fun. Is it time for you to recommend me something, Hugh? What you got? What you got? I, I could, I could start by recommending something. 
You really it. want me to read the Pillars of the Earth books, and I will. I will try. Honest to God, I will. But yeah, I think I much. think <laughs> you'd get on better with the Century trilogy. Okay, more modern stuff. Yeah, so it's um, World War One, World War Two, Cold okay. War. Um, oh, I did GCSE history. I've heard enough. <laughs> the only but thing well, it's got Welsh socialists in it. <laughs> but the only thing that made the Cold War something that I could absorb information about was the TV series The Americans. Like, yes. I went, oh wow, geopolitics in this yeah. era was amazing. Like it was like very raw, and everyone's having sex all the time. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, who yeah, knew? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, of those three books as well, um, the the three Ken Follett books from the Century trilogy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the names of them them but yeah the third one set in the cold war is for obvious reasons is the least pacey um slow burn slow because you know the first two have got you know just you you can get a lot of drama out of uh, change 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 whereas it's more kind of incremental maybe although although you know there's all kinds of stuff there's like bay of pigs and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. there's characters in cuba and like lots of hey man uh, i did my gcse history to like absorb it and then forget it (laughs) in one year out the other anyway Um, um, and who was it who recommended that series to you was it lizzie or Catherine? No, it was my friend uh, from Leeds, Russell, recommended Pillars of the Earth well done, years and years ago. And then one, there was there was one year uh, at Christmas. Well, I think it's the thing that's gone on for a few years now that Apple give like free stuff away every day of like you know December. Forget we're evil. I know, I know, I know, I know. And uh, Pillars of the Earth was available as a as um, an ebook. Sweet. So I was reading it on my phone. <laughs> Uh, which was actually a lot more convenient than the um, than the uh, paperback. It's just what the inventor of the printing press intended. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first time around I read it on that, and then um, yeah. I've reread those again recently. I th- as, I, as honestly, sure I think the Century trilogy, like um, Lizzie and Catherine Ward Thomas, I swear to God, they re- they recommended them to you. Um, well, yeah, because we, they we, like we, a giant book as yeah, well. Yeah, they're they're big big Follett fans. And um, yeah, we were talking about um, the first gig I did with them. So Lizzie and Catherine Ward-Thomas, sisters, country pop duo. Called Ward-Thomas. Ward-Thomas, yeah. Um, They, um, yeah, uh, the first gig I did with them, I just happened to be talking uh, about, oh, this book I'm reading at the moment, which was one of the, uh, (laughs) one of the other Ken Follett ones. They're like, (laughs) oh, yeah. Well, book book conversations are frequent (laughs) in in the tour backstage room or, you know, in the car. Rock and roll isn't what you picture it to be. (laughs) But but you, what you told me was that the the two cute cute little dogs of their family called Pocket and Twiggy. Pocket and Twiggy, yes, yes. They have a habit of listening to the Stephen Fry Harry Potter audiobooks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if they're there for a gig with the dogs, the dogs are just like, mm, gonna have a little nap and listen to Stephen Fry. Yeah. And you would just walk in and be like, hi. Yeah. Yeah. There was one one time during sound check, I popped backstage to get something, and they were the only, I'd say, you know, people backstage, but you know, like backstage was empty, and I walked into the dressing room and I could just hear the dulcet tongues of Stephen Fry and two dogs just looking at me like huh? <laughs> this is our special are to, quiet are time. To, are you going to make the man go away? No. Um, He's such a comfort Stephen Fry. He is. Uh, so small dogs everywhere. But mm. yeah we would always recommend, I think we've got more to talk about with Ward Thomas frankly. I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more to delve into. Their Instagram pages featuring all of their pets. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway yeah. um, and very quickly if I may Hugh. What would you like to recommend to me? <laughs> So I caved in and bought another TV subscription service because I'm a fool and also there was a deal on, so why not? Um, It's called Now, Now, because it used to be Now TV, but now they're like, no, 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 that's not youthful enough. We'll call it Now. (laughs) Like they paid someone. We need to get with the zeitgeist. They paid someone. TV is old. (laughs) 
They paid someone a lot Gen of money. Gen Z don't know what a TV is. <laughs> we need to get the consultants in. Pronto. Yeah. What do the young people want? <laughs> They want it now, whatever it is. Um, and basically, I bought it because it's one of the few platforms that allows you to stream without like paying for every single series. True Blood, which mm. is from the noughties and is a really fun <laughs> little time capsule for... I mean, one of the golden ages of television, I'll say. I was, you know, nostalgic to watch this programme because I remembered it and I'd not watched it for ages. No one's going to watch the last series. No one's going to do that because it got really terrible, really like... Right, it was one of those. Okay, like, yeah. torture porny, like, you know, mm, you sort mm. of go like, why are all these characters still here? Or, oh, great, you've killed that person. Fantastic, mm, thank you so mm. much. But it's a, um, it's a fantasy uh, series about... Um, a horny, horny vampires and horny, horny humans. And, and basically... vampires are also... They've, <laughs> they've come out in the open and they have, like, people, you know, standing up for their rights and so on. Yeah. And it's called True Blood because there's mm. a synthetic... Blood drink. Blood drink that's made in Japan or something. Yeah, but, and that precipitated them coming out because they were like, yeah. well, we can be part of this world more openly. But there are religious nuts who are like, no. They're well, gonna... there are religious nuts on every side. I yeah, mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, true. Um, it's based on a series of books by Charlene Harris um, called The Southern Vampire Mysteries, which are, you know, pacey enough, fine, if you if you want to read, you know, spend a lot of money on the book series and keep buying them. Um, and it's set in the town called Bontemps, which is near to, um, oh gosh, what is it? Uh, what's the town where they have the vampire sex party bar? I don't know, because I've only seen like the odd episode. <laughs> but anyway, it's in and around, um, you know, the south. So you've got folk. Louisiana? Yeah, well, it's in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. But um, it's like you've got focal points, including a local bar called Merlats. Yeah. And you've got, you know, lots, <laughs> lots of. of lo- <laughs> <laughs> talking of that, just, just the, the way you said that, there's lots of um, actors who are clearly not Southern doing their best Southern accent. <laughs> Um, it all works together, though. So the, the main vampire lead is from Essex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's called Vampire Bell. They always full name him as well, don't they? Um, Hello think. there, Vampire Bell. No, what do they call him? Bill? Bill Bill Compton. Bill Compton. <laughs> don't you dare, Bill Compton. Yeah. yeah. And um, basically, it's. I think I've got a different perspective on it now, like watching it, like, well, yeah, 10 plus years after it started, which is to see... A lot of the funny and a lot of the wry kind of um, construction of it. So I won't spoil the end of series one, but there's a joke (laughs) to do with the fact that, again, it's to do with an accent and how someone has been putting it on. Um, And it is, it it could be a Simpsons joke, really. It could. could. And like, it's in the middle of a dramatic sequence, but you're like, (laughs) I certainly didn't get it that way the first time around, but I just find it so much funnier this time. Um, Mm. But it is incredibly gory, incredibly graphic as far as sex goes. And I mean, it does remind me in some ways of, you could say it was hugely gratuitous and like it's a plot thing. To, it's it's something to lean on to not really have to bother with doing a good plot bit. You just kind of go, oh, yes, OK. Um, Suki Stackhouse's brother, Jason Stackhouse, or Jason Stackhouse, <laughs> um, is, you know, <laughs> like he's a sex maniac, basically, and just has no brains in his head. Oh, look, he's having sex again. OK, right. There you go. So you can view it that way. But I mean, I think it does have something to say about people and why you know why people get caught up in terrible situations because of sex romance relationships it sort of reminds me of um there's a program i don't think you've watched called masters of sex which is about um studies of sex and relationships and the mind and it's based on a true story of um 
Dr. Masters, I think. Can't remember his name. But anyway, it's really good. It's got um, your Welsh man in it. Uh, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. And uh, <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan, who also turns up in True Blood. And yeah, I think it was really interesting to think about it in those terms rather than just, you know, it's Game of Thrones and we're at the brothel and there is some sex and some murder in the background together. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do you think I'm reading too much into this, Hugh? Or do you think it's as cheap and cheerful as it Well, <laughs> I did, I did uh, flippantly re- refer to it as um, <laughs> horny bat jail. Um, <laughs> horny bat jail. <laughs> Yeah. Based on the famous internet aphorism of "Go to horny jail, to please." Horny jail. Yeah, yeah. Just horny bat jail. Just horny bat jail. Work. Yeah. To, to kind of but they up. don't go bat and turn yeah, into a no, bat. They don't. Which is yeah. That's that's uh, yeah. That's uh, what we do in the shadows. L- Laszlo. Laszlo. Yeah. Or uh, Jackie Daytona, as he is also known. Yeah. But yeah, we would recommend what we do in the shadows as a an all-out comedy gore fest um, of the highest order. I saw that referred to as vampires, but what if they were idiots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they really are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, should we just close talking about um, Horny Bat Jail, a.k.a. True Blood, uh-huh. with the anecdote about how now Hugh understands what was in my brain <laughs> um, one time years ago where we encountered an actor called Alexander Sarsgaard in a pub in Soho called mm. The Spice of Life, where your friend Matt was playing a jazz gig. Yeah, he was a... he was big in the jazz festival actually. Yeah, yeah, the London it was, Jazz uh, Fest. He, was he was the Matt Roberts great big, jig. The Matt Roberts big band. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And Alexander Salskov was standing there. <laughs> he's tall, he's blonde, he plays an evil vampire called Eric, who yeah. is from Northern Europe from thousands of years ago. Yeah. And um he's a Viking basically. And um, you know, he's a he's a, a bit of a nasty, nasty person. But Hugh, having now watched a few episodes with me, understands that I, I was going... You were un- understandably freaked out. <laughs> freaked out. Yeah. I really was. Uh, and that I had seen his whole body in a scary manner. Cool. Uh, <laughs> but of course, but of course, of course, no one was bothering him. So I didn't bother him. And he seems like a cool guy who just wants to hang out and listen to jazz. Because mm. he studied in like Leeds University or something for a while. Like, yeah, anyway. Um, cool. But now Hugh understands... I do. Tell me you understand. I do understand, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or at least tolerate, you know, that's fine. Yeah. So, bye-bye. Thank you for sticking with me through long anecdotes about vampires. Anything you'd like to add, Hugh, at this stage? Um, just thank you to our guest Adam for, oh, thanks, for Adam. yeah we had a lovely chat a few weeks ago and it was just you know magic it's uh, catch ups with friends have been few and far between this last 18 months or so mm. and Adam's always such a good person to catch up with he has such an interesting outlook on life oh man yeah he thinks about stuff to a degree that I can only imagine yeah I don't think very and much he is hands down one of the top blokes top blokes yes <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.